What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dunn, coming live on Natural the True Players Podcast, episode number 35. I'm going to talk to you guys about the uh, Kevin Durant injury, and um, also let's talk about um, Joe Douglas becoming the new New York Jet GM. And we're going to start off with that first, because I feel that this is uh, for, all my, for all my Jet fans. Um, I know I spoke about this on my previous podcasts in regards to when Michael, Mike McKenning was, was fired, and my feelings in regards to that. Um, Joe Douglas was introduced as the New York Jet GM on, um, actually yesterday, you know, the reason being that he was hired, he had turned down the position on four different occasions and the Jets just had to make, had to make the pot hold so sweet enough so he couldn't resist anymore. So he ended up signing with the Jets for a five-year contract and now he's their new G, uh, new, uh, new, new GM. He came from, um, Philadelphia Eagles as a, as a director of player personnel. And um, I heard good things about him. He has some history with Adam Gates, so there's not going to be a personality conflict or contrast between the two of them. So we'll see. Let's see how they. Let's see how they work. Let's see how they work out. You know what I'm saying? That you know, I'm all about. I'm a Jet fan. I'm. All, I want my Jets to be back in the playoffs and win and win championships. So despite you know what how what how what trans transpire between Adam Gase and Joe, Adam Gase and Mike McCagney is is doesn't matter to me unless they start losing. Right now, it's a clean slate. I believe they should have fired McCagney when they fired Bowles to avoid the situation going haywire. But no matter, in my opinion, no matter how, who is the GM or who's the head coach, Christopher Johnson, Woody Johnson needs to change their way to conduct business as far as the steps in hierarchy. You can't have a GM and a coach report to you directly and not report to each other. In in that sense, I feel like a coach should a coach should report to the GM. The GM should report to the owner. There's no two lines to no two lines to the owner. There should be one line to the owner, which includes steps. The coach goes to the GM. The GM goes to the, to the coach. A GM goes to the owner. Um, Adam Gase and Joe Douglas had a relationship with relationship in Chicago prior to this, which does help out the situation. Um, he, Joe Douglas hit, slam dunked his um, press conference. He was different from McTa- different from, different from McCagnan. McCagnan was reserved, and he was like, "Just follow the process." Um, it seemed like Joe Douglas from the um, press conference is more of a leader, more of a motivator, who makes people go above and beyond their capabilities and, and potential. Um, despite his hire, the Jets still, still have a lot of holes to fill. Um, they still got to get a cornerback. They still got to still got to fix the offensive lineman, especially the center position, as well as um, possibly get another tackle. There's the left tackle from the Washington Redskins. I believe his name is Trent Williams. He's a little bit disgruntled right now, and he wants to leave the Washington. That's something hopefully uh, Joe Douglas could um, swing, maybe make a possible trade for without giving up too many draft picks for him or. You know, losing too much salary cap space, and one thing, one, one another thing um, that I, I noticed with the Jets was that um, they resigned Blau Powell. Blau Powell had a season-ending season injury last season, which he hurt his neck. Um, great to see him back on the team. I always, I always wondered why they didn't resign him, and uh, now I know why because he had the neck injury. So we'll see what happens. See what he could do. It is a crowded box for you. Have Tom Montgomery. You have Elijah McGuire, and you got Le'Veon Bell. I think, in my opinion, you could cut Trent, 
uh, Trenton Cannon. He's not good to be amongst those guys. He's not good enough to be on that squad. You got three possible um, players, flex players. All those running backs are flex. Could be flex positioned out into a wide into a wide receiver um, set or uh, a H back set. There's a lot of things that can happen when you with, when you have these type of um, talented. Um, running backs in your backfield. The only problem with, um, I believe the the, the the workload would be more with, uh, if Bilal makes the team, would be more, more of Bilal and Le'Veon than it is with Ty Montgomery because my, Ty Montgomery could always go back to being a receiver, the original position he was drafted for. Um, so like I said, we'll see what happens, see where we go from there. I'm kind of excited. Finally, the, the, the madness of the Jets is over for now. If they lose, the madness may come back again. But for now, let this GM come in, do his things, do his thing. I heard great things about him. I heard he's a um, he helped architect the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl team. So he comes with um comes with some clout, some some clout of success. So let's hope he brings that over with the New York Jets here. Okay, now let's get now let's get to basketball, people. This is I know everybody was waiting waiting for me to talk about this. I know I've been lax speaking about the NBA playoffs because you know I I I I'll probably discuss that more in the in the def, in this different episode why I was a little much I wasn't too interested in the NBA playoffs, um, but the injury to Kevin Durant he injured his um, Achilles in, in Game Five, Game Five of the NBA Finals against the uh, Raptors. And um, everyone's dreams, all fans from the Clippers, the Knicks, the Nets, the Lakers, their hearts dropped when this guy hurt his ankle, and it was and it was definitely looked like Achilles. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, straight up. I believe he hurt his Achilles in the Houston series. It wasn't his calf. It was his Achilles the entire time, and he was trying to protect himself. From his free agency, his uh, potential free agency, his free agency um, um, pursuers, such, such as the Knicks, Lakers, Clippers, Nets. He just want to keep that quiet. Hopefully, he can just manage, you know, navigate his way through that injury, and, he, and he'll use the summer to heal up. And um, a lot of a lot of a lot of teams' um, futures went down the drain with that, but. Um, let me just go back to the game. What he did in the first in the first twelve minutes of the game, in the twelve minutes that he played, he he dropped. He went three for five for eleven points. Looked very sharp, shooting the ball, shooting the ball very well. But his movements was kind of limited. He, I think he was possibly um, favoring that that foot a little bit. And then he made this try to do a crossover against Serge Ibaka, and that's when he really that ten Achilles tendon really popped and finished him off. Uh, to make so that's pretty much he was carried off. Did the fan? Did the fans cheer? That that I didn't. I didn't like. I don't like people cheering for an injury. Um, that's someone's livelihood. That's someone's body part. You shouldn't be cheering for when someone's injured. It's like cheering for someone who got shot. It's like cheering for someone who who, who you know got shot. It's not even your friend. You you're cheering for that per- particular person. You don't do that to anybody. It was classless through the um, Canadian fans. But once um, Serge Ibaka. And Kyle Lowry asked him to, to temper that enthusiasm down. Um, the people started chanting KD, 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 and a, show, and a sign of respect towards KD. 
and um, which I thought, you know, kind of helped them rebound a little bit from the the the, 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 the classes of tastelessness of some of the fans in the arena that were cheering his injury on. And um, let me tell you something. The, the Warriors, I'll tell you, they are extremely lucky to be in games, to make the game six. If it was for the big shots from um, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson in the fourth quarter, they would have they they lost the championship, blowing a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and have a Kawhi becoming Jordan-esque in the fourth quarter, scoring 10 points, 10 straight points, making big defensive plays. Let me tell you something. This Toronto team knows how to play defense. This is something that Golden State has never seen before in any of the NBA Finals trips. Is a, the, the 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 defensive intensity that, that Toronto is bringing, the length that they bring to the court, with the defensive intensity, with the movement, with with the ability, with the ability to cut to play the pick and roll so perfectly. Um, the thing the thing is, it, it was it was beautiful defense with the, with Toronto, which they had to come up. They had to come with the same type of intensity for this for tonight's game, for game six, if they want to close the game, close the series out, they had to come with that same intensity. Van, Van Vliet has hit big shots. Siakam has to hit big shots. And Kyle Lowry needs to hit big shots, too. I know he missed a game with a three-pointer at, with um, six seconds left, but, you know, Draymond has something to do with that. In his defense, he, t- he had his fingers on the, on the ball, and he missed a three-point shot to, to miss win the championship. Um, we just have to see what goes on in Game Six. I can't wait to see that game. Even though I'm gonna be at work, I will try to sneak and watch that game. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, you know, I'm not gonna be doing that at work, but I will do that. And um, now, Karen Durant went through successful Achilles um, Achilles surgery. You know, he had a rupture of Achilles yesterday. He says everything's going great. He's going to opt out of his $31 million contract next year. He's going to opt out and then look for a new deal. Now, this is where me as a Knicks fan, I'm kind of worried about this because knowing the Knicks all these years, they always look for the quick fix and not the smart fix. And I believe as talented as he he is, I would not I would not sign him at at all. Because truth be told, you sign him to the max. Guess what? He's only gonna, he's only gonna be playing at least two and a half years of that of that contract. Why would you pay a player thirty-eight million dollars just to sit for a whole year? A year and a half to sit the whole year and a half. We went through this with Porzingis. With the with the ACL. Now we're gonna go and do it for Kevin Durant. Nah, my, my my the best bet for the Knicks is save the cap room, save the cap room, and, and look look for new and look for a different player, and don't even spend the cap room. You don't need to spend the cap room. Just sit down and get another draft pick, and build your team through that way. You know, you still got Dennis Smith Jr. on the team. You still have some players. You still got Kevin Knox. You still got Mitchell Robinson. You got some young building blocks to, to use. Um, can, can I can I can I do without Nilakina on the team? Yes, I can. Get rid of him. Um, Kyrie Irving seems like he's gonna go to he's gonna go to Brooklyn. We, he already um, fired his agent. Now he's gonna go to Rock Nation. So Rock Nation is gonna steer him right into Brooklyn. 
You know what I'm saying? So, my thing is, is that the Knicks should stay away, even though there's reports sta- stating that they're going to still try to make an attempt to sign him. The better bet to all my Knicks fans right now, I'm going to tell you guys straight out, is go f- go all in on Kawhi. If it doesn't happen, stand pat and develop the players. Stand pat and develop the players. You don't need... Um, the only guy I probably would spend the max on right now just is, is Kemba Walker. I know people people are gonna be rolling out there. Like, what? Kemba Walker? I said, yeah. Spend on Kemba Walker. For me, if you even if even if Durant was healthy and he was coming to the Knicks, the better pairing is him and Kemba rather than him and Kyrie. Than than, than um Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Kemba's younger, he's much more durable. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Kemba's not younger than um, Kyrie. He's more durable than Kyrie, and he and he play, he plays at the Garden. He played at the Garden when he was in UConn, so he has a um, distinct experience of um, distinct experience playing in the Garden. He knows the the, the struggles, the um, the plight of playing at the Garden, and he's not intimidated by the the Garden aura. So to speak, and um, like I said, the, this injury broke the Knicks' heart. It broke my heart, but by the same token, to stay the course and build a team through the draft, and hopefully you get one of those big time free agents to come in and and put the team over the top. It's not about just making the playoffs. Not just making being relevant again. It's about winning championships, and we got to stop Knicks and especially Knicks need to stop doing that. And um, I believe. That's I believe that's the way they're gonna do it, but they should do it. But knowing Dolan and if he if he puts his foot in the, in there, they're gonna sign Durant. Durant is gonna sit out a year and a half, and then come back and not be the same player. And then he's gonna deal with criticism. And we already know how he is in regards with the media. We already know how that goes. So that's that's not a smart idea. With the Knicks, I think I think the Knicks should stay away from that at all costs. But before I, before I let you guys go, I want to speak about the uh, latest Anthony Davis rumor. The, um, the Lakers, and, Lakers and the Pelicans still working on a, tra- on a trade for him. The uh, players involved would be Brandon, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and the number four pick. They just, they just need that third team to make it happen. We'll see what happens. You know, Lakers still trying hard. They still trying to give LeBron one more shot at the championship. But I'm telling you right now, as long as Golden State is still together... That trio of Green, Curry, and Thompson. Let me tell you something. Those boys are gonna be tough to beat, even without Durant. Even without Durant, they'll still be they'll still be tough to beat. So my prediction for Game Six. This is what this is what the Raptors should need to should do or need to do to cement their first championship in, in, in franchise history. Play that great physical defense. Okay. Withstand the first five minutes of the of the high intensity of the of the crowd and the burst of energy from the Golden State Warriors. Those are two things that they have to do. The third thing, Kawhi can't do it on his own. He needs help. He needs help from Kyle Lowry. He needs he needs help from Siakam. He needs help from um, Van Vliet. He needs help from Serge Ibaka and, and and Gasol. Those if those guys are playing at optimum level. There's no, there's no way Golden State will, will beat that team in Oracle. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry for you Golden State Warriors fans. It's not going to happen. Those guys have to come up and represent. 
play hard, play great defense, um, be smart because the referees are going to be those whistles going to be some quick whistles. I'm telling you that right now, going to be some very quick whistles. So need to be careful there on the road. Key keys to the um, Golden State Warriors is very simple. Draymond, stay away from stay away from the from the technical. Curry, Clay, stay healthy and hit your shots, and and get some contributions from Iguodala and and um, Cousins. If you do that, you guys will be back in Toronto for a Game Seven. And um, my prediction is, um, my prediction is, guys, Raptors will win the championship tonight. My prediction, guys. I don't know how you feel about that, but it's my prediction. So, you may not like it, Warriors fans. I, got, I know I got a lot, a lot of New Yorkers here who are Warriors fans. You know, I, I, they're more bandwagon jumpers than they are Warrior fans, but it, it is what it is, in my opinion. <laughs> but definitely, I'm going to sign off on this podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening on the podcast. Um, if you have any questions, definitely hit me up on the uh, on email, trueplayerspodcast at gmail.com, which is T-R-U. P-L-A-Y-A-Z Podcast at gmail.com Send me your comments Feedback Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys Very soon You can listen to my podcast on Spotify Apple Podcast Google Podcast Breaker Podcast And um, SoundCloud And uh, soon to be on iHeartRadio I'm working on that also And also definitely check me out on Joey G Radio Definitely check me out on that as well as his website at joeygradio.com. Once again, it's your man Big Dom signing off for this podcast. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.